Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle, recording from where? The Home Bunker. Folks, I'm really excited to bring to you today a conversation that I had with Celeste, the therapist. You should check out her podcast, and we're talking today once again, about mental health, about what it means to put ourselves forward, right? In recognizing that we are living in incredibly tumultuous times. We're living and existing and trying to work and live and find joy in compounded trauma and what that looks like. So Today, we dig into the conversations that I've been having with all of you with regard to that ambient stress that the New York Times talked about, that stress that is just running in the back of our minds on a day-to-day that doesn't ever go anywhere. And so if we know that that is apparent and we know that it is happening, and if we're unconscious of it, then we don't think about the tactics and the ways in which we can begin to get that stress out of our bodies in healthy ways. So first, it is about acknowledging the fact that we are stressed out, that there is a lot going on, and a lot of what is happening is sadly out of our control. But knowing that there actually are things that we can be doing, we can go for walks, we can have planned time with family and friends, we can garden, we can walk with our pets, we can join groups, community groups. If you are you know, politically aligned, as I know many of you are, you can go and look for campaigns that you can volunteer for in your local counties and states and areas that allow you to maybe do some door knocking. Even though I got to tell you folks, I know folks that are out right now that are knocking on doors and I just have to tell my BIPOC folks, my black indigenous people of color to be careful. And why do I say that specifically to them? Oh, I don't know, because we have a tendency to get shot by being on other people's doorsteps. And so I get really worried about what happens to those volunteers. So maybe going 
in groups, mixed groups of people and acting as advocates uh, for each other if you choose that path. But, you know, what is also has gotten me this week is I know that people are, you know, chomping at the bit, believing that Donald Trump, his day is finally coming. And I have to tell you that I would not count my chickens before they hatch. I would not even hold my breath. There's a part of me that believes that a lot of what is happening right now is just more pomp and circumstance. It's like the busy work that a substitute teacher would provide to a student just to keep them occupied, but it doesn't actually really do anything. And that's kind of how I'm feeling. I know that, you know, Weisselberg was found guilty on 15 felony counts. And guess what? He's going to serve less time in jail than a black person that was found with a dime bag of weed. Right. Meanwhile, he had assaulted the, I don't know, federal government, right, harming people. But he'll serve five months and then he'll go off and collect his multi-millions or billions. Right. These punishments that are coming down, if you can even really call them that, are nothing more than a slap on the wrist. It's why these people do the shit that they do. Because more times than not, they don't get caught. And when they do get caught, White collar criminals, in quotations, use it, you know, they get a slap on the wrist. They get a fine, if anything, really. And so, you know, and I see, oh, Lindsey Graham is going to be defiant and not testify before the Georgia grand jury, as he is also calling for transparency from the FBI. I'm like, Lindsey, shut the fuck up. Like, you can't honestly have it both ways, where at one hand, you want to respect law enforcement and say that, oh, we need to have transparency all for your king, Donald Trump. But when we're looking for when the American people are looking for transparency into who it is that you were threatening and or buying off in order to overturn the fucking election for Donald Trump, all of a sudden you're all mums the word. Like, I'm just tired. I think that I've gotten to a point where I'm just tired. You know, if they all get arrested, I'll be surprised if they don't get arrested and they're able to live out their days. I also won't be surprised, right? Like there is nothing that can come out these days that will say, oh yeah, you know, this is America doing what it needs to be done to hold people accountable. Is the Biden administration doing what it needs to be done? Yeah. You know, they're passing huge pieces of legislation that of course no one is talking really about in the media because they're all tied up on in the Donald Trump circus. Right. And so, you know, what will happen during midterms now that we know that Republicans are a rabid cult and everybody that they're going to put in positions of power believes in over still overturning the 2020 election that believes in election fraud that, you know, doesn't believe that people should have the right to vote, believes that 16 year olds and 10 year old rape victims should become mothers and forced into parenthood that believe that former veterans should be teaching children. They have no certification, no degree in teaching whatsoever, but you know what? They do have a gun and quote unquote patriotism. So I guess that'll work in those red states, not to mention what our economy and our job force will look like in maybe five to 10 years when these kids are entering into this place, knowing very little, right? Because we don't give a fuck about education in this country. So, you know, I take everything these days with a grain of salt and it's why I think that it's important to have mindfulness practices. I think that it's important to dive into your friendships and your loved ones and your own community, because what is happening outside is just more of the same bullshit. White cis men 
doing whatever it is that they want, no one holding them accountable, everyone, you know, screaming for a little bit just to give the appearance, right, that we're going to do something and make sure that everyone is held to the same laws and standards, and then we actually do nothing when all of the fanfare and the screeches go away. That's pretty much where I am. So coming up next, my conversation with Celeste, the therapist, to unpack all the ways that we can stay sane and emotionally well, right, in a place of thriving and not just surviving these quote-unquote unprecedented times. Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ricci is one of the latest shows on the TYT network and also the fastest growing news show in America. On his show, Dr. Ricci plays no games regarding policy, delivering a heavy dose of fact-based truth and penetrating analysis on all the top news stories focusing on racism, criminal and social justice, politics, police brutality, Karens, and much more. Listeners can also expect interviews with fascinating guests, political leaders, commentators, and even fiery debates with conservatives on a wide range of policy topics in the bullpen. It is an indisputable fact that you will love this show. Listen to Indisputable with Dr. Rashad Ricci on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. It's no secret that the news is horse pill hard to swallow. Thankfully, there's the Vituation Room podcast hosted by comedian and commentator Francesca Friorentini for a lighter take on the heavy stuff. Each week, the Vituation Room brings you progressive comedians, experts, and activists to break down the issues in a way that won't just leave you crying under a weighted blanket. Get the Vituation Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and streaming on YouTube and Twitch. Folks, I am very excited to welcome to Woke AF Daily for the first time, Celeste Dier, Fissier. I am yeah, yeah, I yeah. am going to butcher, butcher your 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 last name, uh, Vissier, uh, who is the host of Celeste the Therapist, um, a podcast that dives into mental health, emotional well-being. Um, Celeste, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Um, I want to jump in because I am a person who believes wholeheartedly in mental health and emotional well-being. Uh, I think that it is the cornerstone of everything that we are able to do. So I want to ask you, how did you get started uh, in in therapy? Uh, And then what prompted you to start a podcast? Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm just as excited as you are. I started um, as a therapist mainly because I was working at a homeless shelter when I was younger and uh, people will always say thank you. And I was like, why is it thanking me? They said, thank you for listening. Um, I grew up in uh, church and um, was always told to pray about things. Um, And so I went into the field of psychology and then I learned about all the different modalities. Then I went to therapy myself. Uh, So then I said, "I I want people to learn about the different modalities of healing. So I started to go on like YouTube and Periscope when Periscope was around and answer questions around mental health. And then I, and people would say, oh, you're a therapist. It's easy for you. And I say, I'm human just like you. I have to do the same things I talk about. And I said, um, this was in 2018. I said, well, let me get, um, 
other people on who are doing things to empower people so that they can see it's not just because I'm a therapist that I'm able to deliver what I talk about or do the things that I do. Uh, and so that's the reason why I kind of went into this direction of like talking to people um, on my platform and just talking on social media around mental health. You know, do you think, um, you know, over the past couple of decades that mental health has become more stream, mainstream? And I, and I mean that conversations about mental health have become more mainstream. And if you agree, why do you think there's been such a shift? Yeah. Uh, when I first, first started uh, coming on uh, social media and uh, probably about 2012, 13, um, you know, I had people saying like, why are you talking about that stuff? Or um, it wasn't, it wasn't well received. Um, but because I stay focused on my goal is the only reason why I've stayed consistent, not because people were supporting the idea around mental health, but because I knew this is what we needed. Um, lately, things have become more mainstream because people are struggling, one. And and part of it is because we're in America and people are realizing they can make money off of people's struggle, right? Whether it's weight loss or or whatever, right? And so like they're realizing mental health is a big thing. So now you have all of these things being pushed, um, these platforms. And I'm not knocking platforms or anything, but I think that some of it, unfortunately, is around making the goal is to make money and not to uh, help people heal. But I do think it's a lot more mainstream. You know, because I think that like, you know, the, the general uh, medical community, is, you know, it's kind of like insurance. The money is not in the cure. The money is in the taking, uh, yeah. is in the keeping of people, you know, making people just well enough, right? Mm -hmm. It is not about yeah. wellness. It is about making sure that people are well enough so that you can continue working. That's, I mean, mm -hmm. that, like, that's, that to me is in all honesty, that's what the goal is. And the freedom, I think that mental health, um, practicing and emotional well-being, whether it is therapy, meditation, medication in conjunction with all of those things, um, is about not, is about freedom, right? Yes, the freedom, yes. like what, what does it mean to live, um, and exist and be well? Uh, mm -hmm. and we're not, we're not taught those things. And I, and I believe that we're not taught it for a reason. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, when you look around now, Celeste, and you see, you know, there are a ton of apps, there are a ton of platforms. What do you think that people should steer towards, right? Yeah. So as not to get caught up in the, in, in the grind of capitalism and people trying, yes. like you said, to profit off of your pain. What, yeah. what are some of the markers of, of, um, uh, assistance, right. In terms of apps and, and what have you that people should look for? Yes, I love that question because I always tell people uh, if, you know, the the things I talk about a lot, especially during the pandemic, I talk about our sleep routine, um, moving our bodies and like the food we put in our bodies, like you work on controlling that because with the pandemic, we didn't know what was going on. And I said, if, if, uh, if they had commercials around this stuff, the little things that we can do, regardless of socioeconomic status, nobody's going to get paid from it. That's why you don't see commercials that talk about, oh, are you depressed? Have you walked today? You see, are you depressed? Take this medication. And it's not about me knocking medication, but it's about 
the trajectory and the way that America creates a system that makes you believe that in order for you to be well, you have to purchase something. And anytime I talk about whether I'm talking to my clients or on, especially on social media, the tools that I deliver for people to think about doing are things that are right at their fingertips. I talk about like grabbing a notebook and writing down how you're feeling or listening to something. And so I would encourage people if they are seeing things that they don't have access to, to not feel defeated, look at what they do have and look at what is available to them. And unfortunately, a lot of times our mind isn't really solution focused in that way, because whether we're talking about mental health or the next iPhone, there's this system that we allow ourselves to be attached to that makes us believe that we need more and more or we need this in order to be okay when that's just not the case. You know, I will tell you that I entered into therapy, it must be five years ago. Um, maybe it's five or six years ago. And I had been, um, in with my ex-wife, uh, in couple, in couples therapy, which had been my first real foray into therapy. And then I decided that I really wanted to have, you know, therapy one-on-one. And I will tell you that for me, and I talk about it all the time, it has been one of the most empowering and eye-opening um, relationships that I've had to deepen the relationship that I have with myself yeah, and to really understand my patterns, right? Yeah. The good, as well as those that I would like to shift yeah. and, you know, and, and recognizing that, you know, that unless we honestly make the decisions to truly heal what hurts right? That all we are, are walking around as open wounds, meeting Mm -hmm. other open wounds. Mm -hmm. And I, and I, and, 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 and not really being in relationship in a way that allows us to be a healed person connecting with another healed person. What do you say to people who still have a negative connotation, uh, or understanding of, of what therapy is and what it is supposed to do. Because for me, it was, it's not a, a, a fix all, right? It's more of like, I'm, I'm deciding to go on this adventure of understanding who I am. So mm-hmm. I understand better how I show up, but mm-hmm. how do you express it to people? Um, so w- when I went into private practice in 2015, I started to understand that therapy wasn't as accessible. I had a great experience with my first therapist. It sounds like you did as well. Um, but I mean, my insurance changed and my therapist doesn't take my insurance. I'm paying $200 a session. Who can afford that, uh, for, for therapy? So I first want to say, even though I believe in therapy, I also know that, um, with the way the system works, and uh, the finances of what it costs to pay for therapy, um, it's not always accessible. If you do have access, right, um, if your first time doesn't work, try not to look at it as if it's um, a done deal. Because every therapist is different, every style is different, and I tell people to look at it like you're trying on new shoes, it's not like the medical, like the, uh, you go see a PCP. I, I don't mind if I have to see a different PCP because I'm not getting intimate details. I'm not being vulnerable. Um, but in therapy, building that relationship takes time. And so you want to be comfortable with the person that you are seeing. Um, and like 
Danielle was saying, the amount of self-awareness you get, because you got to understand uh, we're in the picture where um, this is, I mean, I can't see outside of the picture. So having, mm-hmm. if Danielle's my therapist, having her like, be like, oh, actually, oh, if you turn right, you'll actually see it. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. And um, as much knowledge as I have, the therapist that I has, have, he creates this awareness that I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't see it from that angle. And I'm a very self-aware person. Um, so if you do have the ability uh, to to have a therapist, I think it's great. And I just want to encourage people not to look at it as a, a one size fits all or like I have a therapist and that's it, but you got to look at the other things you're doing outside of therapy. Yeah. I've had um, people say that therapy, I, I like your analogy of trying on shoes. People have said therapy is like dating, right? You don't, you know, some people are very fortunate on the first date that they go on. <laughs> They, you know, they meet the person that they're, that they want to be with. There are other yep. people that, you know, they need to continue dating and until yep. they find the right fit. And so that to me, um, was also a really good, uh, analogy. Cause you don't just say, oh, well I'm done. I went on this <laughs> one date. Especially if you now, need the shoes. Right. Like I'm finished, you know, I'm a, I'm a walk around barefoot. Like that's not, <laughs> that's not, that's not what we're doing here. Um, and so I, 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 I love that because I think that for a lot of people, it helps um, take down the anxiety a bit uh, of what it is that they yes. think um, it is versus how it ends up working out. But I want to ask you this, you know, and, and we talked about this a little bit at the top and I, I, I want to dig in deeper now, which is, you know, for the past two plus years, Celeste, we have been living inside of one trauma after another. Uh, I listened to a therapist on, I think it was a morning show that said that what we are experiencing is compacted or compounded, excuse me, trauma, Mm -hmm. uh, where you started out with, uh, the instability of our government Mm -hmm. on top of that, you added in COVID, then you added in a, a series of, you know, COVID more instability, anger, rage, now we have monkeypox, right? There are shootings on a regular basis now that we're back in society. Um, there's, uh, there's climate change and climate disaster that is happening, you know, whether you're underwater or on fire or can't breathe because the air is so polluted. It's one thing after another. People are, I mean, we're seeing, I just watched the other day, this road rage incident that was absolutely insane. Right. Like it was a turned into like almost vehicular homicide in terms of what like the reactions from the people. So everyone is on edge. Yeah. Right. How do you talk to people about even trying to put a finger on what is causing them so much angst and anxiety? Right. Because it's so much. It isn't Mm -hmm. just one thing. It's a lot of different things. And so how are you guiding people, helping them navigate through these times? Yeah, um, great question. I, I believe that um, when we are in the moment, uh, we can work on creating peace in our lives despite what's happening around us. But in order for that to happen, we have to uncover what's going on. Earlier, you talked about um, the importance of healing and how you're not basically like you're essentially bleeding out 
and surviving life when you are not working on your healing process. Um, and sometimes it can be like years and years of things to unpack. So it's not like a one time sit down thing. So you got all your own trauma on top of the society stuff that's happening that we are impacted by that we're seeing on a regular basis. And so when I'm working with people, I am extremely big on what's happening right now. What happens when there's like a trauma on top of trauma that's not been uh, processed, the emotion that you experience, if it's a familiar emotion, your system feels like it's back in that time. And you really feel like a victim. You really feel like you have no power. You really feel like there are no options. Like you literally feel stuck, especially if trauma took place as a young child. And as a child, we didn't have options. And so when I'm working with adults, I am big on asking them, how are they feeling? And bringing up an emotion chart so they can look at it. And then I'm feeling this because not I am anxious, not I am sad. I feel sad. I feel anxious because there's something powerful about being able to name what you are feeling and um, also um, talk about why it's happening. Because then your mind can be like, oh, okay, we're not 10. It's not this traumatic thing anymore because that emotion is so familiar to us. And so the more we begin to unpack and like get into the nitty gritty, like I feel anxious because like I, I don't have a job. I don't know where my next meal's coming from. It doesn't change the fact that you don't have your next meal, but then I can try to get into solution mode to plan for it. Maybe I can look and see if there's any pantries. Maybe I can borrow it. But it's hard to get into solution focus mode when you're just like, I'm anxious. And then that's it. So your system and your mind is like, okay, I guess we're anxious, Celeste. That's what we're doing. Our mind is believing what we tell, what we tell it, what we tell it, whether we're in in tune with our thoughts or not. And so for me, and what I talk to people about is being in, intentional about your day to day. So I'm big on paying attention to what I expose myself to visually, like what I listen to. Um, I'm mindful of starting my day with me. Um, even though like I have a lot of privilege in where I'm at in society now, um, but I still have to be mindful on what I entertain because my mind is listening. So unfortunately, there are all these thoughts and things that we're seeing and we don't even recognize that is what is controlling how we are feeling. Um, and that's keeping us feeling like we're in a stuck place when we're, we're not always stuck. We can create power, but we have to be able to like tap into that. I love that. And I, and I love your idea of starting your day with me. Um, because I do the same thing. My phone goes on, do not disturb. And until I've had the opportunity to meditate, it does not come off of do not disturb. Um, and I, I too, I too am very fortunate in the way that I have been able to structure my life and my days, um, where I'm able to, you know, again, create space for myself, in the mornings to be able to acclimate to my day, to check in with myself. Um, and then I'm able to, um, enter into the day. And I actually, I feel the difference. If I, if I start the day and I am not as mindful as I would like to be, I feel it throughout the day. And so it's just like, for me, I understand, you know, the money and the privilege that is attached to being, you know, sadly, uh, if you do not have insurance that is attached to being able to be in therapy, which is why I often say there are so many free meditation apps where if nothing else, 
you know, start your day with some form of peace, you know, start your day with, uh, with journaling and then turn that into, you know, if it's a guided meditation or some peaceful music or something, but carve out that space to bookend your day. And I'm telling you after a week, you will feel different. Oh my God. Danielle is not lying. And even with my apps, I have a a limit on my apps. I have at 1030, my phone goes on do not disturb. There are a lot of, cause people will say social media is creating this, or this is creating this. It's like, actually, when you think about your choices, you actually have choices, but you're not exercising them. YouTube, I use this breathing circle. Um, there's this app. Um, but then if the app is like uh, $50 or something a year, I don't tell my clients to go get the app. I say, go on YouTube. If you type in breathing circle, there's a two minute thing. Some people even have the uh, watches that can um, do the same thing. And so there are all these little things in our lives that we can create space for. And I work with people that don't have the financial means or the time. And I say, you know what, give yourself 15 minutes early before you get the kids up or before you go to work. Don't roll in, don't roll out of bed into work because all you're doing is like, putting all of your energy outward, you're not getting anything back and you're trying to figure out why you're depleted. It's like, what have you done lately for yourself? And so a lot of times people will say like, I can't find time. And I'm really big on changing their language to saying, how do I create time? Because a lot of these people that can't find time are actually doing so much for other people and don't even recognize that there's time in the day. I say, look at your social media um, time spent on the look on your phone and see how long you've been on social media and then tell me you can't create time. And so a lot of times it's about really taking accountability and um, using what you have, starting where you are. Uh, when I get up for my 6 a.m. gym class, I don't feel like waking up at five to do it, but I know like in order for me to be okay, I need to move my body. And so a lot of times there's some sacrifices that we have to create, but it creates for a better day. And so that's something that's important for people to understand. Well, I, I love all of that because I, you know, my mother, um, who is a yogi, who I talk about often, um, says uh, that you can't pour from an empty cup, right? So this mm-hmm. idea of martyrdom, this idea of, you know, continual sacrifice and somehow, you know, you'll, you'll get it back on the other side. It's just like, well, what are you doing now? right for yourself. And you're right. It isn't about like, I don't have time. It's about looking at your time differently. Right. Um, and I think that mornings for me are that time and evenings as well, um, are that time to really, you know, either think about, you know, what's transpired through the day and give myself grace and peace. And like, what am I grateful for? Like closing my day with like, you know, just simply I am in gratitude, uh, you know, for, for the day, for waking up, for the conversations that I've had X, Y, and Z. But for me, it has been, and and it was COVID. It was, it was honestly, it was, it was the beginning of COVID. It was quarantine. And it has been since then, uh, the last two plus years that I've been the most intentional about my, you know, my emotional, mental, uh, spiritual, uh, and physical well-being. Uh, and I think that no one else is going to be in charge of that, but you, so you have right. to take charge in some way. And I just want to make a point, um, when Danielle said since COVID, you know, we were forced to pause. And so, because and some people were able to take that pause and you were able to like really create that space for yourself and that mindset shifting. And unfortunately some, it was, it felt like hell of course. because they've never yep. done that. 
Um, so I'm not saying, so my point is that creating intentional pauses is important, even though life is still moving, not the same as quarantine, just creating that pause, even if it's for five minutes, if you're not used to pausing, just give yourself five minutes, set the timer for five minutes and pause. The little, the more you build up that space, the more your mind starts to fall in line. Right now, a lot of people, our minds are in survival mode and surviving life and living life looks completely different. And in order to like really get out of that cycle of just living in survival mode, you got to really create space to like really check in and see what's going on with yourself. Beautiful. Celeste, I hope that you will take the time uh, to join us again. I have loved this conversation and I feel like people need it more and more. Um, And and if this is, folks, if this is your first foray, I encourage you to go check out Celeste, the therapist podcast. Um, Celeste, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on all... um podcasting platforms. Uh, if you go to my website, celestetherapist.com, there's links there. And all I do is I talk to people that are doing things to empower other people by sharing their story. Um, and you will hear Danielle's story on the podcast, which is exciting. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and hope that you will join us again soon. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org.